Hello, this is Cornelius Pratt, and welcome to this version of Juanita's War Room. I'm excited to have an opportunity of sharing what the Lord had put on my heart for today, and the focus is purpose. And so, by way of a title, we'll call this "So, What's the Point? What's the point to what? What's the point to you being here on this earth? Have you ever heard somebody, you know, have those kind of thoughts?" Whether they're believers or non-believers, or maybe even yourself, just stop and think: Why am I here? What's my purpose for being on Earth? Why did God put me here? Well, that's a natural, you know, question to have. But you see, to get an answer to that, we need to go to God's original plan, and that comes from the story of creation in Genesis chapter one, verse twenty-six. It tells us that. God said, "Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let us let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth." Well, God created us to have dominion over all of the works of His hand. He created us to be the head. And not the tail, above only, and not beneath. And so, our purpose is to make sure we find out exactly where we fit into God's ultimate plan. Of course, it starts on a personal level, with our own physical bodies, with our own personal, you know, natural belongings like our homes and everything that belongs to her. We should learn to have dominion over them, learn to rule and reign where those things are concerned. And God will help us. But you see, He expects us to walk in a way that's pleasing before Him. You know, when we're beat up by the world and beat up by the devil, we don't bring glory to God. But when we learn how to walk in the victory that Christ died and paid for, then we make Him look good, and then make, you know, the relationship with God more attractive. And so the point becomes clear to us when we develop that relationship with God, when we fully understand who God is. The ultimate Creator and who we are, His children, because of the finished work of at Calvary that Jesus did for us and made us part of the family of God, and so because we're part of God's family, He's made us kings and priests unto our God, and so we should walk in a way that's pleasing before Him, and we should always make sure that as we walk in the blessings of God, we should not forget His benefits. Not forget his benefits. In the psalmist tells us, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits." And it talks about all the benefits that he has for us. But we should forget not, because sometimes when everything's fine, we attempt it. To focus on the wrong things and try to let our hearts be lifted up the wrong way and all like that, thinking that we have arrived and we've achieved certain level of successes in and of ourselves, that's a very dangerous place for any believer to be in. We should always live humbly with our God. In fact, that reminds me of Micah six and eight that says, "He has shown thee, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of thee." But to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God—that's 
the plan God has for us. We should do justly. We should do the right things at all times. And we should love mercy. And mercy is basically giving people the second and third chances. We should always be merciful where other people are concerned. If you want to be tough, be tough on yourself. But always be merciful where other people are concerned. And to walk humbly with your God. That means always, always have a heart that's open to Him and that's correctable to Him. Say, Lord, if there's something I need to change, I'll humble myself before you and before your word. I'll take my correction. I'll make my adjustment. And I'll allow you to open doors of opportunity for promotion, for progress, for moving in a closer relationship with you. And so Jesus took a question one time. Someone came to him and asked him, Lord, what's the greatest commandment of all? And he answered this way, according to Luke's account of it. Of course, uh, there's a similar story in, in the book of Matthew, but I prefer Luke because he's a little more detailed. He was a physician, you know, a practical guy. And so uh, he accounted for it this way. Luke chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus responded and said, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and thy neighbor as thyself. <clears throat> you say, why he broke this down into so many different parts? First, before we go further, I want to remind you that we are a tripod being. That means we have three parts. We have a spirit created in image and likeness of God. We have a soul, that's our minds, our wills, our emotions, and then we live in a body. But you see, on the spiritual side of things, we use our minds, our souls. And then on a natural side with our bodies, we contact the physical world and we interact on an intellectual level using our minds. And so that's why the, the writer of the book of Luke, the disciple Luke, wrote it this way. That with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, and with all our minds. That's what he requires of us, to love him in such a way. I like to look at this same verse in a couple of different translations. In the message first, and then we'll look at the passion. The message has this same response like this. Well, let me back up a little bit. Before I go into reading the other translation, I just want to give quick definitions. What does it mean to love God with all our hearts? Of course, we know our hearts is the very core of our being. That's our spirit, man. The real you. You only live in this physical body, but the real you looks through those eye gates. And so the real you is the spirit, man. So loving him with all our hearts means that we love him with everything that within us. That's what the psalmist said. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. He was excited about blessing the Lord with every ounce of his being. And the next question is, how do you love the Lord, your God, with all your soul? And of course, our soul talks about our, our will, our emotions, our devotion, our affections, what we give our attention to. And so that's very, very significant to learn how to separate those things. But of course, there's some overlaps in the mind and the soul. And so um, 
Praise God. He wants us to love him with every aspect of our being. How do you love the Lord your God? With all your mind. Well, that's our intellect, our understanding, our faculties, our mental aptitudes. All of these parts of us that contact the intellectual world. Well, God is a spirit. And when we interact with him, we interact with him from a spiritual perspective. But he gives us a mind. He wants to make sure that we can understand certain things. And that's why he wants our mind to be renewed with his word. So we learn to think his thoughts and follow after his plans and purposes for our lives. And so we do have to tap in to understanding his word and being renewed in the spirit of our mind. He doesn't want us to be conformed to this world, he said in Romans chapter 12. But be transformed by the renewing of our minds that will prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, next question is, how do we love the Lord your God with all your strength? Well, that has something to do with our time. That has something to do with our energies. That has something to do with our diligence and our commitments and our focus again. What we actually spend our time with. You know, young lovers, when people fall in love, one of the ways they demonstrate that to one another, they can't wait to spend time with one another. They want to be in the presence of that other person, doing things together. Well, similarly, when we love the Lord, we want to spend time with Him. We want to make sure we stop everything we're doing in our lives to give Him priority. It doesn't mean you have to be in prayer 24-7, or but praise God, you can't have that prayer for attitude all the time where you're quick to listen, and you tone in on the God channel almost 24-7. Praise God. He'll help us with that. Okay, let's, let's look at this same scripture about loving the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our soul, with all our strength, and with all our mind. The message puts this same verse this way. Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important. The first on any list. But the second is uh, set alongside of it. Love others as well as yourself. <laughs> Somebody put it this way. If you don't love yourself, then bless God, your neighbor probably in trouble. So praise God. You should love yourself because God loves you. You're very special. And so loving yourself is a precursor to knowing what it means to love others. And, and Jesus goes on to say that these two commandments are pegs. Everything in God's law and prophets hangs on them. And then, of course, in the Passion Translation, it says, Love the Lord your God with every passion in your heart. And all the energy of your being. And with every thought that is within you. This is the great and supreme commandment. And the second is like this. In importance, you must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. Contained within these commandments. To love, you will find all the meaning of the law and the prophet. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is awesome. You know, if we ever wonder, what am I here for? Well, you're here.
to live for God. You're here to love God. You're here to serve God. You are a child of God if you're a believer. And if you're not, the first step is to get into the family of God. He loves you, and he's already extended his arm out there to you to bring you into his family so that you can have the same benefits that those of us who are part of his kingdom already have. He loves us with an everlasting love, he says. Therefore, with loving kindness have he drawn us. Over in Proverbs chapter 3, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Pay attention to him. Put him first and he will direct or make straight your path. If you put God first, in everything you do, he's got your back. He'll make sure all things indeed work together for good to those who love him. There's a story about the Apostle Paul on the way to uh, Rome. And uh, he got mixed up in a big storm. And I mean, they were so bad that they, they had to throw their provisions overboard. And so for a period of time, 14 days, they didn't even see any light. And they hadn't eaten for a while. And everybody was fearful for their life. 270-something souls was on board of that ship. But um, for the sake of time, real quickly, the angel of God appeared to Paul and uh, told him, nobody's going to die, but just uh, make sure you know that I'm with you and everything will be okay. Notice the account here where Paul uh, talks to them in Acts chapter 27. From verse 22, it said the Apostle Paul described this, his relationship with God in this way, uh, went on a ship to Rome in the midst of a devastating storm. And the scripture goes on to say right here that, and now I exhort you, Paul is saying, be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among us, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, Whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Howbeit we must be cast off. On certain island. And of course that's what ended up happening. The ship was torn apart. And they all had to swim for their lives. And praise God they were all delivered. But the point I'm trying to draw out here. Was Paul referred to the Lord. As the God. Whose I am. And whom I serve. He acknowledged that he belonged to God, and that he served God, and that he believed God, and that he loved God. That's the same kind of attitude and kind of relationship and intimacy we should have with our loving Heavenly Father 24-7. Praise God. And, you know, so you see the confidence that God is in you, is faithful to fulfill his call on your life and help you to run your race and finish your course with joy. You must know that he is faithful to keep that which we've committed to him. Now, last thing I want to mention is that we need to beware. Beware not to forget 
the goodness of God, what he has done before, what he is doing, and what he's yet to accomplish in our lives. Moses told the children of Israel, after the Lord brought them out of slavery and out of Egypt and through the Red Sea and into the promised land, into a good place, after they had gone through the hardships of the wilderness and all, he said to them, uh, as recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 8, Beware that thou forget not the Lord your God uh, in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I have commanded you this day. Beware, beware. And then, of course, in verse 18, it said, But thou shalt remember the Lord your God, uh, for it is he who give thee power to get wealth. Why? That he may establish his covenant, which he has sworn to your fathers as he has this day. I want you to know God blesses us to make us a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. And that's our purpose for being here. We must find out what it is that God wants us to do and where he wants us to fit in the grand scheme of things. No, it's not our responsibility to go do whatever we want to do and we think it's right and what we see somebody else doing. It's our responsibility to seek God and to find out what it is exactly he wants us to do for his kingdom. So what's the point? Live for God. Love God. Have dominion in your life. Have dominion in the earth. Live for God. Recognize you belong to him. You serve him. You love him. And he is faithful to keep that which you've committed to him against that day. God bless you. And we'll see you again next time. program was brought to you today by the friends and partners of Cornelius Pratt Ministries. CPM wants to say thank you.